Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're going to be going through Micah chapter 5 verses 2 through 6, 5 or 6, Isaiah chapter 11, 6 through 10, and Mark 13. Um, and so anyways, we'll go ahead and when we get there, um, we'll, we'll go ahead and I'll give you the exact verses. But before we do any of that, let's just go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today and thank you for the many blessings. You're very kind and generous and I'm thankful that you love me. And I thank you for the message today from my pastor who touched my heart with your word, with your hope and your mercy and your kindness. The fact that you are the light in the world and all it takes is a little bit of light, just a speck, to start lighting up the darkness. When things are looking bleak, your light is there. And that's what you gave us when you came down to, from heaven to live as a child and then as a man. <clears throat> and I'm just grateful, Father, that you care about me. I thank you for your hope that things will improve. I thank you for the instruction and the guidance of a wonderful man of God who speaks to me on his Sundays and he's speaking to me through your words. And I just pray, Lord, for you to have your way with this, with this discussion, with this reading. That would be you that is heard, nothing from me. Only good comes from you. Nothing good comes from me as an individual. So, Father, I lift up this reading to you. I pray that your words would go out and bless others. That you would touch their hearts and reach them as they need to hear your message. I just praise you and I thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. So the sermon today was awesome. And <clears throat> it wasn't even a Christmas ser sermon. This guy, I mean, he's just, we've been doing for 28 weeks um, about perseverance and holding on. And he's just done done it and he just couldn't stop it but it just then God's so kind and in control it just naturally flowed into the Christmas message and so with that let's go ahead and we're going to start off in Micah um, and the reading is uh, Micah 5 verses 2 through 7 but you Bethlehem Eph Bethlehem Ephrathah though you are small among the clans of Judah out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. And he will be our peace when the Assyrians invade our land and march through our fortresses. We will rise against them seven shepherds, or we will raise against them seven shepherds, even eight commanders. So what struck me was verse 3, where it says, Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, 
and the rest of his brothers returned to join the Israelites. I think about the fact that I am a brother to the Israelites through Jesus Christ. I'm a member of that family, but Israel will be abandoned. And it's happening right now. And you think about how Christians need to stand with Israel today. Um, It just really strikes me that there will come a time when we do stand with Israel, but Israel will stand on their own for a while yet to come, I would imagine. Anyways, let's go on to Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 10. Verse 6, the wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will, sh- will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. I think this is a pretty well-known scripture for me anyways, and just keeps reiterating in this Advent season, the time of both the first coming and the second coming of Christ. And lastly, let's look at Mark 30, uh, 13, starting with verse 32 and going through 37. But, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. You see, so often I've gotten complacent and I haven't been thinking about being on guard, being prepared. Is my heart right? Am I doing things correctly? Am I living for God? I've just kind of at times been going through and focusing on my own mess. I haven't been focused on God. I haven't been focused on his will. I haven't been focused on the hope that I have in him. Instead, I'm trying to solve my own problems. And that's just such a mistake. I need to be on guard. I need to be aware that this, that Satan is coming after me. He doesn't want this going out. We've reached out to 30, 40 plus countries. This message, even if it's only for a day or two, the Bible is reaching people who are searching. We need to be on guard for our lives. We need to understand that God is in control and we need to submit to him. I need to submit to him. Heck, half the time I'm trying to figure out, oh, hey, I have this problem. This is how I'm going to fix it. And then when it doesn't work out the way that I think it's going to, then I get depressed and then I'm tempted not to do this. And I'm tempted not to go to church. I'm tempted to just isolate because in my world, I work from home. It's very simple for me to isolate and I shouldn't. 
I need to be out with God's people. I need to be out with people. And I need to be sharing the word. And so looking back on some insights from wise men, not me, but let's look at what A.W. Tozer has to say about Micah 5, verse 4, where it reads, He will stand and shepherd his flock in the, sh- in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Tozer writes, The Christian who has dedicated his life to God and has shouldered his cross need not be surprised at the conflict in which he at once finds himself engaged. Such conflict is logical. It results from the nature of God and of man and of Christianity. He will, for instance, discover that the ways of God and the ways of men are not equal. He will find that the skills he learned in Adam's world are of very little use to him in the spiritual realm. His tried and proven methods for getting things done will fail him when he attempts to apply them to the work of the Spirit. The new Adam will not surrender to the old Adam, nor gear his new creation to the methods of the world. God will not share his glory with another. It's very true. He goes on to write, that's from his book of God and Men. He goes on to write in his book that's all about reflections, The Price of Neglect, every Christian wants to do good. He knows that he is not saved by his good deeds, but he knows also that good deeds will follow his salvation and be the practical proof that it is real. And he knows that he will someday stand before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the consequences of deeds done in the body, whether they be good or evil. To be good, a deed must pass three tests, what, why, and how. What we do is, of course, important. There are deeds that are wrong in, the, in themselves. Nothing can make them right, and no circumstances can excuse them. Such we will pass, we will pass by for the moment and give our attention to those acts that are considered good, without question, by the general, generality of mankind. At the risk of being thought repetitious, I'll say again that in religion and morals, motive comes very near to being everything. It is not what a man does, but does only, but why he does it that determines the moral quality of the deed. A deed on which, which on the surface may seem to be good, if done for a selfish reason, is actually evil. And since we cannot offer or often penetrate to the springs of human conduct, we cannot always be sure whether the deeds of others are good or bad. Charity dictates that we give every man the advantage of the doubt, but God alone knows the facts. I trust that most of us serve God and our fellow men from the motives that will stand the test of why. So often, I have to look at the why. Why am I doing this? I've been doing this now for almost two years. There's over 500 podcasts. Why am I doing it? I'm not getting rich. I'm not getting famous. It's nothing. It's obedience. So with this... I look at it and at times I sit and struggle with it, but it's obedience because I feel God telling me to do it. I don't do it because I expect anything from it, but it's obedience. Then I look at other times and other, other actions of mine, me giving money to someone at the corner as I drive by. Well, I'm, I notice that I'm more likely to do that if someone's in the car with me. So the action is kind but the motive stinks because I want to 
make sure, you know, I'm doing it more often when someone sees it. Not a good thing. So looking at my heart, looking at my mind and my spirit of my actions, why do I do what I do? Is it for God or is it for myself? During our sermon today, the sermon that I, my pastor had, one of the things that he looked at and what he said that I found very, very critical and important to me was to pray the scriptures. And for those of you, many of you, you will look back and you'll remember, we used to pray the Psalms. I did that for about a month. I think about it, my heart was in a good place and it helped my heart to pray the scriptures. And I want to get back to that. So we'll be doing that again. I'll be putting those out there along with just the daily readings. But also I think there is power in reading the scriptures or praying the scriptures. And with that, I really want to get back to that, putting God's word out there and just praying over them, praying for his words and applying it to our lives. I think it's powerful and I felt it was when we were doing it. I don't know why I stopped. Most likely because I was lazy and started focusing on my own issues and trying to solve things on my own and it didn't work. So well, I'll be back to doing that on a daily basis. And with that, let's go back to God in prayer and just thank him for this day. Lord, as we go about this day, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the word from my pastor, the message that he had. And I lift him up and pray that you continue to protect him and guide him and bless him, him and his family. I just pray that he would continue to grow the church because miracles are happening there. Demon possession goes away. People are healed of drug, drug abuse and all sorts of things, Father. So I just pray that you would continue to bless him. He's a great man and a loving man of you. And Father, I pray for this day that your words would be truly going out and blessing others. That you would be the one that they focus on. That there would be nothing from me. And I just pray for our friends and family who love you, who are struggling. And at this Christmas time, this Advent time, as we prepare for your second coming, for our dedication for the upcoming new year, I just pray that our hearts and our minds would be focused on you and what you want from us in 2024. I thank you, Lord. I'm grateful and I pray for your mercy to be upon us, to be upon our families, and may your grace truly inhabit our hearts. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.